welcome to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of iRelaunch, and your host. Today, we welcome Katie Koenig. Katie took a 20 year career break from sales and marketing in the hospitality industry, during which she spearheaded a number of fundraising efforts and initiatives around her community and within the local schools. In an effort to upskill during her relaunch journey, she began to learn the Salesforce platform and achieved two certifications. In this episode, we'll speak with Katie about her experience upskilling and how it led her down a fulfilling new career path. Katie, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thanks, Carol. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we're so interested in hearing about your return to work, especially after a 20-year career break and how you went from being on a long career break to this whole upskilling phase and then relaunching your your career. But before we get into that, um, can we start with hearing a little bit about your background and what you did prior to your career break and what led to your career break in the first place? Sure. So, uh, well, as you mentioned, I was in uh, sales and marketing in the hospitality industry and was uh, living out west in Colorado with my husband. And um, he actually had an opportunity to switch careers. He also was in the hospitality industry. And we had made a decision to move back east to the Atlanta area. Um, just so happened that he was moving into an industry that was 100% commission. So um, it was a, uh, it was a little, a little scary, but we were really excited about the opportunity. Uh, but it just so happened, um, probably within the first, it was within less than a year moving back to Atlanta and he switching careers. Um, I was, uh, I became pregnant with our first daughter, so it wasn't great timing. But um, we also, you know, we always knew that when we started our family that uh, I was going to stay home full time with them, and so um, you know, it was uh, it was certainly a blessing. But within, you know, I guess within just a few short years, I had three children and was home with them full time. Um, and uh, like a lot of parents, I thought. Perhaps when they were school age, I would re-enter the workforce, and so started dabbling with that idea. Um, but it just so happened my my uh, father was having some health issues around that same time. He was struggling mm-hmm. with dementia, and we made a decision to move him in uh, with us. He moved down to Georgia and was living with us, and so I was very thankful to have that opportunity. But it definitely, it, being part of the sandwich generation at that point, it was not mm-hmm. a good opportunity or a good time frame for me to start looking at going back into the workforce. Um, So I continued working in the schools, working in the community, helping to take care of my father. And um, that was, it was about a five-year timeframe and he passed away in 2013. And um, six months after that, I ended up dealing with my own health issues. Um, I had a, a cancer diagnosis at that point. And before I knew it, my oldest daughter was starting high school. <laughs> and so, um, so as much as I thought I would just take a you know, a shorter break as far as um, going back to uh, the workforce, it it ended up being much longer than I had originally anticipated. Katie, thank you for talking to us about, you know, such a personal journey there. And uh, we really appreciate it, uh, you sharing. It's very generous. And I think many in our community can relate to um, different parts of, of your career break and, and maybe all of it. Uh, but, you know, it's so interesting to you to talk to relaunchers at when we invariably hear, I only thought I was going to be out for a short time. And then the next thing you knew it, you know, so many years went by. Uh, so here's, 
here's an, a, a, another example of that. Um, so can you bring us back to the time when you started thinking about returning to the workforce? Was there, a, you said your daughter was in high school all of a sudden, was that the moment? And then what happened from there? Uh, what, how did you think about what you wanted to do? So um, it definitely was around that time frame. She was in in high school looking into college, and then I had two more quickly behind her. And um, I just realized that my my mom responsibilities my you know were starting to lessen, and I was getting a little bit more time back. I wasn't um, you know when your when your kids are becoming more independent and driving and all those kinds of things. It's like right. they don't necessarily need us as much, so to speak. And so I just, I really started thinking about um, what could that look like for me to go back into the workforce. But again, I mean, it's, I had a, a pretty significant time gap. And as far as uh, recruiters are concerned, that is not an, a, a plus. I think it's more of a red flag on your resume when mm -hmm. you put that out there. And so I really had to do um, some soul searching and just think what, did what I, you know, with sales and marketing, because that was my previous background. Was that the direction I wanted to go in? Or I also started looking at, I mean, this is a great opportunity. I mean, I, I could pursue just about anything, really. I, I, I realized that I could learn a lot of new things. And so I tried to learn it, lean into the process per se. And um, the, um, I, I, but I realized too, I had to I was going to have to upskill. I need to make myself relevant again, um, as far as just the technology has changed and just a lot of different things. And um, so my husband, uh, being that he's in commercial real estate, he uses the Salesforce platform to manage mm. his business, his clients mm -hmm. and, and his business. And um, he had suggested, maybe I, I look into learning Salesforce. Um, he knew that I was, I've been technically minded as far as, and, and have, worked with a variety of different platforms when um, when doing some of my different uh, volunteer work with managing foundations and fundraising efforts and doing some project management and whatnot. So he just thought um, that it might be a really good opportunity. And Salesforce itself is just such a huge company. And the opportunities uh, have just been growing exponentially over the past few years. And uh, so that just kind of planted the seed, like, oh, maybe I could try this and then use Salesforce as a way to re-enter the workforce. Mm. And so, so Katie, you know, you're, you're almost talking about like, this was a new beginning. It's that you had taken a 20 year career break. So you were thinking, do I completely start over with a clean slate and look at things that are new? Or um, do I do something that was somewhat related to my prior background? And in a way, you kind of did both. You are doing something that was related to your prior background, but it is completely a brand new world in terms of Salesforce, you know, didn't exist at all back then. So it, it's, of course, related, not only related to sales, but fundamental to sales organizations using Salesforce. But it's a brand new platform uh, for someone who's been out uh, for, for 20 years. So can you talk a little bit about how you felt uh, approaching this new technology platform. You had mentioned that during your volunteer work, you were pretty open to using different platforms. You must have learned them. Can you tell us what they were and how that helped you approach even thinking about learning this new platform of, of Salesforce? Sure. Um, well, it's funny that you were saying as far as just uh, Salesforce not being around 20 years ago, I've often equated it to, I, I saw a funny meme one time, you know, Salesforce, of course, is a CRM or a customer relationship tool. And um, 
I mean, back when I was in sales and marketing, we literally had the Rolodex. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was, we were still using business cards, yeah. but um, so, uh, so, but the, the technology that, you know, I had learned how to use an act database um, when I was, you know, just managing both in the sales world. And then again, in some volunteer roles, um, I'm certainly was most familiar with and utilizing Google suite, Microsoft. And, um, but I, I can, my brain thinks a little bit like a spreadsheet in a sense of, um, and so Salesforce really takes the data that you might enter into a, a spreadsheet, into a, a flat spreadsheet, so to speak, and be able to make it more robust and multidimensional and give uh, give users insights into that data in a very different way and being able to report on that data and pull uh, various uh, metrics out of it to make it more useful and, and relevant. Okay, l- let me just... Um dive in there and ask you a little more because I'm thinking about the audience right now feeling like, whoa, okay, she already obviously is thinking in this way. Um, You know, maybe it was easy for her. Um, How did you take the first step? Were you intimidated? Did did you have one of these, uh, like a fearless learning um, growth mindset that, that they talk about? And did you stumble around at the beginning? Or is it the way they lay it out for you pretty um, logical and, and allows you to approach it step by step? How does that all work with Salesforce? Um, it's so one of the things that I have been most impressed with by Salesforce is their their ecosystem. Salesforce is certainly a cloud-based platform that people learn and use. But what makes it really special is is the the other people using it and teaching about it and in this ecosystem, this whole environment of other companies using it. Um, and that being said, so there's just there's so many resources out there to be able to use it. And it might be from an end user perspective or from a really highly technical developer perspective. I was looking at it more from an end user perspective um, on the very surface level of maybe I could just help a company uh, set up their database within Salesforce and make it work for their specific needs, be able to customize it for them. Um, So definitely, I. I would not say that I am a technical person by any means. I'm, I, you know, that is a different skill set. Um, mm-hmm. But I did understand the concept of a CRM of being able to uh, maintain a database and 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 get it to track the information that you needed to, whether it was from a sales perspective or, in my case, as uh, as a volunteer and being able to track databases of donors and whatnot. So that was really the perspective I was coming at from, and. Um, Salesforce, I think it was maybe in 2014, uh, they had launched an initiative called Trailhead Online. It was an online learning tool. And they started it as a way for end users to have a resource to go to so that they could learn more and and get the most out of um, their platform, however they were, you know, whatever circumstances they may be in. And um, Trailhead has just become this really neat, learning tool online. And um, I forget what the statistics are now for how many people are using it, but um, you can go online. It's a free tool and it's very intuitive in the sense that you can go on there and kind of start at the very beginning and learn the absolute basics, but then it can start taking you into all kinds of different 
areas of um, of the Salesforce world where if you want to go down that developer route, you can start learning skills to be a developer. Or if you just if you're an end user and you want to learn about reporting, um, it was it's just it's a really it's a really neat and fun way to learn Salesforce. And so um, it just so happened that when my husband had mentioned Salesforce, um, I, I actually, I won't forget this. He had mentioned it. And I remember a few weeks later, I got sick with the flu <laughs> and I was, mm-hmm. and it was one of those where I was kind of quarantining myself and, you know, just try to stay away from the family. And I had my laptop. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll try this Salesforce thing. And so mm-hmm. I started doing some modules on Trailhead and it just, it, it was, it was fun. They gamified it. And so it was just a neat way to start learning something new. And I think it was exciting for me. And it, um, it just, again, it was, it was fun to be expanding my knowledge base a little bit. And so I kind of got hooked. <laughs> and yeah. um, well, yeah. wait, let, me, let me make sure I understand this. So um, if I'm a person, I know Salesforce is this platform and that's all I know. Um, I could actually look at something called trailhead and what, like, what is the URL for that? It's actually, it's trailhead.com. Okay. So I would go to trailhead.com and then it will say, start here. Like literally like they call it trailhead because you're on a trail or something and you start at the beginning of the trail. Is that literally what, how it works? It is. It really is. And it's, um, and then, of course, just to make it more fun, you know, it's they've got these great little characters, their Salesforce characters are on there. And it's it's just a really neat learning tool. And so, yes, you can literally get started for free. You set up an account and then you can start down, you know, and of course, there's not just one trail. There's like thousands of trails as far as depending what path you may want to go on. And so, um OK, yeah, so wait, stop there for a second. OK, so I go to trailhead.com. I set up an account. I'm looking at the different trails. Maybe I pick one. I start to do like go down the trail and do whatever it tells me. And then all of a sudden, does it say now you need to take the course to do X or something in order to get to the next stage of the trail or like what happens? It it does. So once you finish a module, you start to earn points and then you can start earning more points to achieve different levels. Again, they've gamified it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, just really seems to appeal to a lot of, a lot of people, obviously. And, um, you know, the really, the, the neat thing about it too, is that they've really broken down the barriers to learning. So it is attainable for anyone to get on here and, and learn and take it as far as they may want to. Um, but yes, you would you would earn points, and then um, you can learn these, you know, earn different badges and whatnot. So um, that was definitely the beginning stages. And as I started getting more into it and realizing that um, I, I really I liked learning this tool, and I saw the the act the potential that it had, um, I really started thinking about, well, gosh, maybe I could start freelancing and helping nonprofits. Mm. implement Salesforce as a tool to be able to take their fundraising to the next level or manage their databases. And um, so that was really the beginning stage. But the the next step then is certification. So I realized after spending some time learning Trailhead, I thought there was just so much potential here for possibly working with nonprofits to help them learn how to implement it. Uh, helping nonprofits move from that spreadsheet mentality to actually using a robust database where they can then have more insight into their donors and 
um, and all of the different projects that they may be working on. So that was really, that was my initial thought process. But um, in order to really go somewhere in the Salesforce ecosystem and, and start to land a Salesforce job, there are certification um, paths in place. And so, yes, you can learn Salesforce as an end user, um, but ultimately to be able to start pursuing a career in Salesforce, you do have to consider getting certifications and uh, their administrator certification is the first level. It's kind of the, the gatekeeper certification, so to speak, mm-hmm. whether someone may want to go down that development path or be a developer or perhaps be an administrator and do more declarative type work, you can, uh, you still need to get that first admin certification. So I had reached a point after probably, you know, a few months of working on Trailhead, um, I started thinking, okay, I think I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to, I'm going to get my admin certification and, and then see if I can't start uh, actually working with some small companies or nonprofits. So at that point, I felt like I had, I had a plan in place then. And then I started really on trailhead using their trails for admin certification, starting to learn the different um, items that were all involved with the certification process. And um, it probably took me, I'd say I spent a solid three months uh, in between, you know, life, (laughs) you know, but a solid three months really diving into the resources on trailhead and, and a number of other resources online. I was, but I was primarily self-taught up until that point uh, when I took my admin certification and, um, but I didn't pass it my first time. And I was really, I was a little, um, I felt a little defeated. Mm-hmm. The good thing was I, I talked to several people and again, within just the whole environment of Salesforce, yeah, so many people say they have to take these certifications more than once before passing them. So it's not a given. It's not one of those things where, um, you know, there's definitely certifications out there where you just take them and uh, it's open note or you can, you know, maybe just pass them without a whole lot of effort. Salesforce has definitely created their certifications. Um, there, there's a lot of credibility that comes with them because you have to you have to study, you have to be prepared. And ultimately, you really need hands on experience. OK, hold on a second. I, I want to make sure that um, uh, that I'm following you here and that so our audience can follow, too. OK. All right. So you did a, uh, you went up far along the trails on Trailhead. You decided you were going to go for this this administrator's first Salesforce certification. Um, so do you register for it? Do you pay for it? Um, and then is the certification the test itself, or is there a, like a whole course that you kind of have to take before you even take the test? No. So the the certification is a paid certification. So um, and there is no courses required to take it. You can prepare however you see fit. So, again, that's why some people may be self-taught like I was in this situation or there are courses you can take which will help you prepare for it as well. But you pay for the certification. And I went to an offsite location and um, you had to physically show up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do this online on your own computer. No, you can. But in order to do so, you it's it's very strict. You have to have I think now you have to have two cameras to show you and your work surface and make sure that there's no notes. I mean, again, it's um, it is uh, they they very much want to make sure that individuals taking the certifications are truly uh, taking the certification, not not using any kind of um, other tools or notes or anything while they're doing it. 
Okay, so um, how long is the test, and is it multiple choice, and is it like do you have to solve problems, and like what do you actually do in the test? So the certification exams are typically between 60, 65 questions, and you've got 90 minutes to take them. And it's all online, so uh, they are multiple choice questions, but uh, depending on like what the administrator won, it really, they're, they're questions about utilizing the platform and different rules around uh, using the platform. And and then do you get your score like right away and, th and then you know if you passed or not? You do. And um, so that's that, that moment of truth when you're sitting there and you click submit and then you just you kind of wait to see did you pass or fail oh. and um and and there's definitely that moment like i said my first one i didn't pass and that oh my i just had that pit in my stomach yeah. but um but uh, you know i kind of i i went back and um you do get an email with a breakdown as far as your scores per section so uh, there's i think there's like nine different sections or or um knowledge areas that they test you on. And so I was able to see, okay, where were my weakest areas mm -hmm. on the test? So then I went back and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, how to kind of pull up my bootstraps and keep on going. And so I was able to keep studying and really dive into those areas where my weaknesses were. All right. And then after you had that certification, did you start uh, applying right away? And what did you apply for? Or did you start taking additional certifications before you felt like you were really ready to apply for whatever roles you're interested in? And how did you even know what roles you were interested right. in? Right. <laughs> so, um, well, it's interesting because I think, you know, you hear this term a lot nowadays is the imposter syndrome. And I think as both a relauncher and being new to the Salesforce world, I was definitely having a lot of that imposter syndrome and I was trying to think about, okay, um, what do I want to do and what do I need to do to be the most qualified and wanting to be more qualified before I actually applied and, and all of those types of things were going through my mind. And, um, and timing wise, like I said, I, I did, I was still working with some nonprofits. And so I had a little bit of hands-on experience trying to dabble in Salesforce for them. And um, also just worked with another small company trying to help them just learn more about their Salesforce um, platform and, and get them up to speed on it. So I was doing a little bit, I, I was doing it all pro bono. I wasn't working and getting paid for it, but trying to figure out uh, what maybe my next step would be. And, and I, because of my hospitality background, I've always been very service focused and I'm also a, a people person. And I thought, I think I would really enjoy the kind of the consulting side of it. Mm -hmm. and, um, but around the time that I started having this realization was when COVID hit. And right. um, so COVID really, in a lot of ways, kind of kicked things into high gear for me because my husband was in commercial real estate. And as you can imagine, during, mm -hmm. <laughs> during COVID, commercial real estate industry was very much in flux. And so uh, during that time, I just decided to um, dive more into the consultancy skills. And the one thing I would recommend for anyone who may consider learning Salesforce, um, yes, you can. There are so many resources. You can definitely teach yourself and be self-taught early on uh, by using Trailhead. And again, and just a number of other companies that are out there with, with websites to help people learn. But um, but it is more challenging that way. And so during COVID, I started looking for an actual course that I could take. I wanted to I, I felt like I just to take it to the next level. I wanted to work with somebody who I could ask questions of and they could 
really uh, teach me their best practices. And I found a group out of the UK called Supermoms mm-hmm. and uh, Heather Black, the founder of the company, uh, also had a, um, a very large company where she was uh, implementing Salesforce for nonprofits. Um, but she also was doing training courses on the administrative um, side of Salesforce. And she had also started a course on the consultancy side of Salesforce. And so that was a real game changer for me because I was able to then have both she who has that wealth of knowledge and experience who I could just glean wisdom from and best practices, but I had a whole cohort of other people who were trying to do the same thing. Mm. And we were all at different levels of knowledge and um, having that support system. And again, this is, keep in mind, this is the middle of COVID. So it was super accessible because we were all, this was the new Zoom world. So it was great because it was all online. But um, it was a, an awesome connection point during that stage. And we would meet once a week. We had, there was a, a curriculum that we were following. And so we met once a week, but then we also had uh, the uh, self, kind of self-guided curriculum that we were also working towards on our own time. And she also had, uh, part of it was a coaching module. And so once a week, she would do coaching for all of the people in her courses. And um, that, too, was just something that I didn't realize I needed it until I was engaged in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to really look at what are my skills? What are my strengths? And up until this point, I had not done a LinkedIn profile. I hadn't updated my resume. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I make up for this 20 year gap? And, mm-hmm. um, and so just trying to figure out how to market myself to get an actual job in the Salesforce ecosystem. So again, so that was, um, that was the next step. So I, I entered into this consultancy course with her and then prepared myself to take uh my next certification, which was called sales cloud consultancy. And that was my set, my second certification that I achieved. And yeah, so then that was, that was, that was the next step. Wow. Okay. Um, And so what happened after that? So after I got my consultancy, I was still involved in her course, but one of the, one of the coaching sessions that she did, uh, we literally, I, I remember this so distinctly, we were all online doing our little Zoom call and it was on building our LinkedIn profile. And so while we were on the call, we were also on our LinkedIn accounts, kind of dabbling and trying to work through some things. And we had each other for ideas and we were all brainstorming. And um, I once I created my LinkedIn profile, I think that was probably a next really big win for me because again, mm-hmm. I had this imposter syndrome and I was like, who am I to be on LinkedIn? Oh, <laughs> you know, that was a little intimidating. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, but then once I got on LinkedIn, um, I guess I forgot how much I enjoy networking and talking to people. And um, the Salesforce community on LinkedIn is huge. Uh, I mean, it is... Um, it's just a really, really neat community of people. Again, resources, success stories, people asking questions and supporting other people. Um, it was really great. So I started networking with all these Salesforce people, in addition to trying to reconnect with old employers or um, people from my university, being able to reconnect with that community. And um I found it really exhilarating, to be honest, to be able to yeah. start talking to people. And really, I felt like I started owning my journey a bit mm-hmm. more where mm-hmm. I was able to confidently say, you know, yes, I have taken this break, but I am also I'm upskilling and this is what I'm doing. And 
And once I got um, a little bit more into LinkedIn, I started um, applying for some jobs and a lot of failed interviews. But every interview I took that was not a success. I just chose to learn from it. I also chose to network and reach out to people. And um, even if they were jobs that maybe weren't within my skill set, I still wanted to talk to people to find out, like, what are you looking for? And what is it that maybe I can do um, to prepare for a position or a job like this? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really my next stage was just trying to talk to a lot of different people and figure out uh, where I was at and what my next steps were going to be from a career development standpoint. Mm -hmm. I love how this journey is is evolving and we're getting the play by play. I can really <laughs> feel it. Uh, so, um, all right. So, so you've, you're, you're exhilarated now. You, you're, I love the fact that you felt uh, initially, do I even deserve to be on LinkedIn? Uh, I would, you know, you think about that, you're coming off of a 20 year career break and you have right. to sort of get beyond that and realize, yes, I belong here. Right. I belong on LinkedIn. Right. Um, one question I want to ask you about, because you've mentioned the trailhead communities, the sales head, Salesforce communities. So are these like private Facebook groups? Are, are like, where do these, are they in the trailhead network? Like, where are these communities? It's a combination. There's, there are Facebook groups that you can join, some private, some open. Um, there, you know, there's definitely a big business, I think, that's been made out of uh, this idea of studying for certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot, a lot of people who are, 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 I mean, let's just be honest, they're making money off of helping to train people to get their certifications. And that's right. great. They're sharing, you know, their skills and whatnot. Um, so the, again, definitely available on, on Facebook and, um, all over the internet and through Trailhead. Trailhead, uh, part of Trailhead, there is kind of a, a side to Trailhead where you can ask questions and get involved with smaller groups, um, with, like community groups within Trailhead even. Um, okay. And, and, and localized groups. There's groups all over the country. Um, uh, once they you start- in person? Like you, or, or well, they did <laughs> back yeah. in the day. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, and I think they're starting to again also, but yes, um, it is very easy to find and plug into groups in your local community yeah. of Salesforce. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Um, can you give us a timeline here? Like um, how long at this point, how long was it since I'd say it's since the beginning of, of when you started all this? Right. So um so I think back to, okay, that, that week when I had the flu <laughs> was yeah. January of 2019. And then the end of May 2019 was when I, uh, I passed my Salesforce certificate, the first one, my administrator certification. And then um, for about, I guess the remainder of that year was when I started uh, dabbling a little bit in working with some nonprofits and, and small business. And then that took me to the beginning of 2020 when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was probably like a seven to eight month time frame where I'd had my administrator certification, but I was still trying to find ways to get hands-on experience in the platform. Okay. And then you, that's when you start with the consulting. And then when did you pass the next exam? And that one I passed, it was October of 2020. Okay. All right. Yep. So that's so fall. Um, Last and year. is that when you attended an iRelaunch, the iRelaunch Return to Work conference? Or I that- did. So during that time, um, I was, I knew I was learning the Salesforce skills and I was upskilling, but I still felt like 
there was this um, this gap in companies that were offering jobs to be able to help someone upskill or help someone um, come back up to speed. I just felt like, gosh, there's all these internships. At this point, my one daughter was in college and I'm thinking she's applying to internships. I can't apply to an internship. I'm too old, mm-hmm. uh, you know? And so at that point, I, um, I had come across your TED Talk, as a matter of fact, oh, and, um, <laughs> and was so intrigued by the idea of returnships. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is brilliant. Like, yes, we need more programs like this for people, no matter what their circumstances are. You know, it's people, sometimes life happens and we don't necessarily have the, the privilege or the opportunity to be able to maintain a consistent um, career or resume without um, without having breaks. And sometimes that requires getting our foot back in the door. And unless you find a company that's willing to just give you a chance, it's challenging to get to, to find those companies. And so anyway, so the idea of returnships to me was just so brilliant and that companies would actually um, look for individuals like myself who have uh, soft skills. I've got a lot of marketable skills, um, but be willing to invest in me to maybe teach me a new skill set and help me get up to speed in a new career or in a new industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I've often thought about, you know, I think there's kind of a, a saying as far as our resumes are concerned. I think it takes a really special recruiter to be able to see your potential versus yes. your actual career track on your resume. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, it's, it's hard to find someone that's going to see that in you. Um, and so the returnships to me, I, I feel like a company that has a returnship in place is looking at potential, not mm-hmm. necessarily the experience or, or the, the gaps in experience. So what happened when you were at the conference? Uh, and because I, I know that that led you to get hired. And I wanted to know what was your experience? What was the actual interaction and what happened after that? Yeah. So, um, well, you know, again, uh, this was where I think COVID really worked in my favor because the conference was online. That's right. And so in the, in the past, whereas I might not have been able to attend the conference if it was live or in person somewhere, uh, it really expanded my, the ability for me to attend. And uh, part of registering for the conference was, of course, using, putting, giving a resume (laughs) to them. And it just so happened that one of the companies that was there saw my resume before the conference even started. And they saw that I had two Salesforce certifications. And so I had two recruiters reach out to me before the conference even started. Mm. And I actually started the interview process. Um, And then when the conference did start, uh, I attended several of the sessions and just continued to you know, really feel more confident about owning my gap, <laughs> owning my time off from the workforce and really um, being able to embrace the idea of still having those skills and, and being able to bring value to a company um, despite that break. And so it was the the conference itself, as far as the sessions that I was listening to were all very empowering. And then of course, the, the actual connection that I made with my now employer was priceless. Um, mm-hmm. So within, I think I probably I think the conference was in October or the beginning of November that year, and uh, by the end of November, I had a job offer, and then started with my new company the end of December. Wow. Um, so so you were also in our Facebook group at the time, right? The I Relaunch Return to Work Forum. That- yes. 
And were you interactive in that group? Were, were you um, like interacting with people in that group or were you mainly an observer while you were in that stage where you were looking? No, I actually, I, I did try to get engaged in there. I'm not a big social media person by nature, but um, but I did find that community to be uh, a really great place to connect with people. And it was it was very positive and encouraging. And um, so I did try to stay engaged in there. I, um, I did post a few times about my own journey and learning Salesforce or some of the struggles of trying to relaunch and and really, and, and I'll say I, I've met some amazing women through that Facebook group. Some of us have connected right. off line and still as a matter of fact I spoke to one a few weeks ago I mean it's just oh, I'm it so was glad. A, yeah it really was um it was a a really pivotal part of my journey to be able to connect with some of these other women and validate that we're going through a lot of the same a lot of the same things I mean the reality is relaunching is not easy um, right. It's definitely not a cakewalk, <laughs> right. but there's a lot of women who, or, and men, uh, a lot of people who are interested in relaunching. And um, I think to be able to embark on that journey with others makes it so much easier than trying to do it yourself. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's such, there's an empowering uh powerful and empowering to be with a group of people who are moving through this experience together, who really get it. Uh, and I should say that our I Relaunch Return to Work Forum, which is a private Facebook group, we right now have over 8,000 uh, relaunchers from our community in it. It's probably the most vibrant, interactive section of our community. And uh, people who are uh, in that community talk about what you're talking about, Katie, that uh, there's, people are very frank, there, there's, a, there's a lot of um, interaction and advice going on among peers, people who are in the middle of relaunching. And then we also have our coaches on there who are, um, you know, chiming in with advice. And I get on there myself sometimes and, and interact. But yeah, it's, I, I feel like that's a, that's a very special uh part of our community is is what goes on there. Um, so Katie, I, since you, you started your role and we can say what company it was, it was Liberty IT uh, that was um, at our iRelaunch conference who hired you uh, at the time. Since then, it's been acquired uh, by Booz Allen Hamilton and you have been promoted. And can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Um, yes. So when I was uh, when I was hired, I was actually hired in a role uh, that they refer to as a solutions engineer. So that would be someone who is basically a Salesforce administrator doing more of the declarative side, development side of, of Salesforce. And um, well, and one of the things that I forgot to mention with regards to um, iRelaunch and the conference was the reason that my now employer Liberty IT was there is because uh, one of the directors at the time, Carrie Votman, was a relauncher herself. And I believe she was one of your first cohorts yes. of relaunchers I several years ago. Very, very early on. Okay. And she's very passionate about trying to help um, you know, women who are trying to re-enter the workforce in IT specifically. And so that was why she was at the iRelaunch conference. And um, so I'm thankful to her for being able to recognize uh, my potential. Well, that's and, one of the things we think about, relaunchers hiring other relaunchers, because absolutely. we know about the caliber of the person who's in the relaunch community. We, That's we right. ourselves. Okay. That's right. Okay. And, and during um, and from that conference, I believe there were probably six or seven other women maybe that were hired as well. 
And so now within Liberty, we've got this great little cohort of Mm -hmm. relaunchers. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's like taking the Facebook group, but you know, now it's a little bit smaller and it's internal to our company, but it's just so okay. nice because now that we've relaunched, um, there's, there's a whole other set of, you know, things that, um, you experience after you've launched. And so it's nice right. that we have each other to share that as well. But, um, so, but when I was hired by Liberty, I was, I was brought on as a solutions engineer and that is um, what they consider kind of Salesforce admin, actually doing some of the, the declarative technical side of uh, development on a project. And before I even finished my onboarding with the company, a uh, project manager had reached out to me and he had seen my resume and he said that he, he noticed all of my experience with my volunteer work and my uh, some of the project management that I had done and uh, just had a good sense that he felt like I would be um, a good business analyst and which was you know actually a role that I was thinking long term that was the direction that I wanted to go. Um, it's a more client facing role as a consultant, but he saw on my resume my experience, knew that I had a gap but saw my potential. And I was so grateful for that. And he has continued to be an amazing mentor of mine. So he brought me onto his project as a business analyst uh, shortly, right after I was hired. So I started on a small project with the company. And then um, actually within two weeks, that project was sort of rolled onto or underneath a a much larger uh, project. Uh, It's a modernization effort that the the VA is, is going through right now. And um, so I continued working with him and a much larger team at this point. And there were uh, several, there were four business analysts. I was one of them. And then uh, we had a senior business analyst who was another mentor of mine throughout this process. And she really helped me learn uh, the different skills of my, my position at that point. And, um, and then as of, I guess it was probably been about three or four weeks ago, um, I had uh, received a promotion to become a senior business analyst myself right now. And um, so it's been really exciting. It's been a neat journey. So there are so many things that you've just talked about that I want to highlight. One of them that really stood out to me was your boss looking at the volunteer work that you did during your career break and seeing project management experience and seeing demonstrated success there as a volunteer. And that being one of the qualifications, one of the qualifiers that led him to say, you should be a business analyst like right now. And then you got that promotion and I'm congratulations. I'm so excited for you that you've got that. It's just terrific. Um, And I hope everyone listening um, is, is feeling inspired and encouraged uh, by your, your pathway once you've been hired. So we don't always um, get into details about uh, someone's experience right when they're hired at the beginning of phases. So this, this is, really exciting and um, and very helpful. So thank you. Um, Katie, I, w- I we're winding up now and I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, which is what is the best piece of advice that you have for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Um, well, it's definitely hard to narrow down to just one, but, but I would say, um, you know, as I mentioned, relaunching is, it's not easy and um, it definitely takes some effort, but I really think that if you lean into the process, there are so many amazing 
opportunities that come out of it, not just from a sheer job standpoint, but um, I mean, it may sound cliche, but it truly is about the journey of relaunching. Mm -hmm. um, if you really lean in, it can be a time of self-discovery. And, um, and I think, you know, I realized along the way, I mean, my biggest cheerleaders were my husband and my children mm -hmm. and for my children to see me go through this process and, um, and fail, but pick myself back up again and keep on going and seeing my, how I persevered through that. Um, they were, it was just so great to see them rally behind me and, mm -hmm. and uh, really be encouragers throughout this process. So, um, so I guess that would be my advice. Like, um, yes, it's difficult. And uh, yes, there's going to be ups and downs and it's going to feel overwhelming, but just lean into it. Surround yourself with people who are going to continue encouraging you, whether it's through the iRelaunch group, um, that is a fantastic place to be, your family, um, other relaunchers. Just don't be afraid to connect with people who are in your same season right now and that can continue to um, just be by your side throughout. Mm -hmm. That's such great advice. And I just want to highlight what you said about your kids watching you start this process, fail, get back up again. The role modeling there is so important. And now the triumph, you know, <laughs> seeing you get the role, get promoted, uh, just the whole journey, as you're saying, um, you are demonstrating by going through the journey the way you did, um, such, such, you're putting out there such a great example uh, for your kids. So that, that in itself is, is, is really wonderful. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Carol. It's been great. I'm glad that I could share my story. And, and thank you for all that you do. Because again, I think had I not seen that TED Talk, um, I, it, the, the journey would have been a lot harder trying to get to this point. So I'm very grateful for all that you're doing to, um, to advocate for relaunchers and, and for returnship type programs. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you, Katie. I'm very glad you saw the TED Talk too. And it started everything that, ha that happened. And, and you have this incredible result right now. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And thanks to our audience for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of I Relaunch and your host. For more information on I Relaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to irelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.